My name is Deborah. And I'm Andrew. My name is Ray. My name is Jeanette. And welcome to the Daily Adventure Tells, the podcast about daily adventures for everyday people. With your adventure host, Lori Weaver. Yay! <laughs> okay, guys, is this the first time that you've ever uh, had yourself recorded for a podcast? Yes. yes. First time. First was, time. Was it adventurous? Yeah. Yes. Was it was fun. Very what? different. Was it more fun than you thought? Yes. A lot more fun. So would you encourage people to try something that they haven't tried before? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Every day they should. Okay. Thank you, guys. Did I pay you any money for this? Absolutely no. not. We <laughs> wish you did. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Most people say that, too. But <laughs> just like, I wish, okay, sponsors, I wish you'd be giving me money for doing all this podcast. But thanks a lot, and have a great day. Thank, Thank you, Lori. <laughs> Daily Adventure Tales, Episode 12. Didn't they do a great job? That was Deborah, Andrew, Ray, and Jeanette. They're kids. Well, they're young adults, but to me, they seem like kids. <laughs> From the Town Place Suites near Angel Stadium in Anaheim, where Mark and I stayed in episode nine when we went to the Sarah Brightman concert. So I had gone down to the front desk to see if I couldn't find somebody to do the opening bit for my concert podcast episode and every one of these youngsters were just like no I can't do it I'm too shy till finally good old Alan came in who was just about to celebrate his 60th birthday so he's the one who did the opener for the concert episode but after Alan did it the kids thought that it would really be fun and so they made me the spare opener just in case and I thought this day after Thanksgiving podcast this would be a wonderful time to let those kids shine Thanks again, you guys. You did a great job. <laughs> this week's episode features a lot of bits from my Thanksgiving holiday. Now, Mom flew down from Seattle, where I'm from. I'm actually from Tacoma, but she flew down from Washington State to stay with Mark and me. How do you like that, Mom? With Mark and me. <laughs> Love you. Mark, the wonderful Mark, as we said last time, made the turkey dinner, and I spent the days going up into the mountains, hiking and thinking, and then visiting with my mom. So one of the first things that I'm going to do in this episode is tell you my desire to have a hello list, and we'll talk more about that later. Then mom and I go have a picnic up in the same park where I go hiking, and I notice there's this cool building, this barn, with some grapes by it. And I remember that my friend Jane knows all about this place. So then we're gonna feature an interview with Jane where she tells us the history behind the Stone Barn Conservancy. And after that, Mark came in and said, when I was a kid, it wasn't a winery or anything like that. And he has a really completely different take on that. Then I'm super, super excited to tell you the music that I picked for this week. Oh my goodness, I love this guy. This is a guy who is like a cross between a happy, sentimental Kermit the Frog and a 20s flapper area seaside banjo player. And he goes by Uncle Neptune. And the song I'm going to play today is called Big Blue Day. And all of his music is really wonderful and happy and makes me feel great. This particular song is in a compilation called Silly Songs. So if you follow the link on my webpage for the show notes for this one, and it's going to be dailyadventuretales.com slash picnic, P-I-C-N-I-C, 
you'll be able to go right over to where Uncle Neptune is in this compilation album. But I tell you, I had a hard time picking just one song because I love Uncle Neptune, and I would recommend that you go there and listen to his songs yourself. Hello. Hola, bonjour. How's it going? Hi, all of you adventurers out there. You know, today is the Tuesday before our Thanksgiving, and I'm up here taking a beautiful hike. And I just sent to some of my Twitter followers a photo of me waving. And I would just love one, I wish I had some more of you listeners as Twitter followers so that I could send out more of these kinds of things and get more of these things from you. So if you'd like to follow me or send me a tweet, my handle is Adventure Lori, all one word, A D V E N, like Nancy, T U R E, Lori, L A U R I E. You can also find my Twitter handle on my webpage, dailyadventuretales.com. And I'm also going to set up a new thing on dailyadventuretales.com, slash hi, H I. Because here in America, that's mostly what we say. Hi, how's it going? H-I. And I know in other countries, like when we go to Germany, we say, uh, Tag, wie geht's? Like, how's it going? And I really would just love to get some flavor from you guys, who you are and where you're from, because I can see from my stats that we're downloaded in over 73 countries now and almost every single one of the United States. So if you're out there and you're listening to Daily Adventure Tales, please come to dailyadventuretales.com slash hi Leave a comment. Send me a picture. Tell me what you're doing. (laughs) I would just love to get a page of different people around the world and around the states and what you're doing. So tweet me your pictures to Adventure Lori or stop by at dailyadventuretales.com slash hi, H-I. And hopefully we can be saying howdy to each other soon. Tschüss. Bye. Sayonara. Today, Mom and I decided to come up and have a picnic at the picnic grounds at the Duke Meijan Wilderness Park, and it's pretty nice. And Mom, you've never been here before. No, I haven't, but it's beautiful. What do you think of it? What do you like about it? Well, I like the trees and the bushes and the nice little picnic area and the tables. Everything's nice and clean and neat and all the little birds that are flying around and walking around. I showed Mom the mountains where I just did my hike this morning, and I think she was surprised I was hiking up in the mountains like that. But down here in the flat, it's nice. My friend Jane is a member of the the preserve that takes care of the winery that's here. There's a little historic winery, and every year she gets one bottle of wine. Did you see the grapes behind you? Mm -hmm, I saw the grapes. What? Why did you agree to come on a picnic with me today? Because I wanted to get warm. (laughs) Yeah, I keep my house kind of cold because I suffer from hot flashes pretty (laughs) terribly. So I'm always happy if it's just cold naturally and I don't have to pay for air conditioning. But poor mom has had to put her her sweater and her coat on in my house. Also, since we changed to the tile floor, it's a little cooler than when the carpet was in there. But if you're thinking about doing something, if you need to have lunch, why not go out and have a picnic? There's a lot of places in the areas where you live. 
maybe a public park or maybe you're fortunate enough to be by the beach or just a nice vista even outside of your own house or apartment just have a little picnic and that might be something new for your day and what were you telling me about your outside space at your apartment? Well, when I moved into my new apartment in February, it, it, I moved there because it had a really nice big deck. And it's a good place to keep your bicycle so that when you come up, you have a bicycle to ride. And it's also a good thing for me to ride the bike once in a while. But anyway, the nice big deck made a good place this summer. I could go out there and sit and have my morning coffee and read my paper and... I could see half of Mount Rainier. Part of the building where I live has a wing that blocks off half of the mountain. So from my deck, I just see half of it. But I'm very happy to see that half. Is it the pretty half? Well, it, uh, the whole thing is pretty, <laughs> but it is very nice in the morning when the sun's shining on it. And it looks like a big uh, ice cream cone. Now, you talk about your mountains here but they're not anything like when somebody tells me in Washington State that they're going hiking in the mountains. That's a different kind of hiking. Yes, you might have to have your, your ice clamps or something there. I, I don't think I would enjoy that. I think I'm really a Californian at heart, even though I grew up in cold and rainy Washington. Though Washington is beautiful in the summertime, I think, maybe early fall, but I'm very happy to be here in mild California in the wintertime. And it did take me a long time to think of these foothills. To me, that kind of first thought that these mountains were foothills, but they aren't. They really are mountains, and they're beautiful in their own way. Yes, you'd be very surprised, I think, some morning if you woke up and they were covered with snow. I have woken up and they've been covered with snow. We have had that. Oh, that's unusual. That is very unusual. In fact, if you go to my website, dailyadventuretales.com slash, I believe, hail, H-A-I-L, or search for the word hail, you'll find a video that I took at Descanso Garden in the middle of a hailstorm, and it looked like it was snowing last spring. took my mom up to Duke Machen Park to go hiking. Well, not really. I can do hiking, but mom being 80 years old, she really is not going to go up there with her hiking sticks like she might have in the past. But we did enjoy a great picnic that you heard about earlier in the podcast. And when we were there, we saw this really cool old building with some rows of grapes. And I said, I remember my friend Jane telling me that she was getting one bottle of wine a year for doing something with this building. What's up with this building, Jane? That is the stone barn that used to belong to the Le Ménager family, the original owners of this land 100 years ago. That land was planted in grapes, and the Le Ménager family stored the grapes in this barn until they had enough wagon loads to take down to the San Antonio winery in downtown Los Angeles, where it was made into wine. Wow, you know, I go down to that winery still to this day, and I enjoy that wine very much. But I guess I would enjoy any wine. Is the wine that you guys make at this Stone Barn good wine, too? It's delicious. I actually am very sensitive to red wine and tend to get a migraine. But the variety of grape that we grow there when made into wine, does not give me migraine. So I get a chance to taste a little bit of it, but quite frankly, my husband Dan gets to enjoy most of it. 
wow, that's not fair, but isn't that the way it is? You do the work and he gets to enjoy it. <laughs> but, you know, how did you get involved with this group making wine from this little vineyard there? About five years ago, I saw a little article in our local Crescenta Valley weekly newspaper that mentioned there was going to be a meeting of gardeners who might be interested in helping grow and harvest the grapes next to the stone barn to be made into wine. I'm a lifelong gardener. I've even grown grapes in the past, and I was a little bit interested. But when I saw that the group was going to be run by a Stuart Biles, someone I had gone to college with um, years ago <laughs> in Portland, Oregon, I was particularly intrigued. So I went to the meeting to reconnect with him as well as to learn about making wine. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. And that's a point I would say that I would recommend to people if you've had people that you knew back in the day in college or other places, it's really great to reach out to them, especially if you see their name in a newspaper, baking wine. What a great opportunity. Well, how often in a small town of 20,000 population in the foothills of Los Angeles, are you going to run across somebody that you went to college with 20 or 30 or 40 years before? So it's not like they're from UCLA down here. That would not be so unusual, but from Reed College in Oregon, living here in La Crescenta, and neither of you are natives to this town, correct? That's correct. You know, there's just world is getting smaller and smaller these days. So tell me, how often do you meet up to take care of the vineyard? We probably have three or four work days a year. There's weeding that needs to be done, pruning that needs to be done to shape the vines so that the grape bunches can get the maximum amount of sunshine that they need. When the grapes start to get sweet, we have to put netting over them so the birds and the squirrels don't get to them before the humans do. And then, of course, there's the, the work day when we do the actual harvest. Plus, then we have the winemaking days, which are the most fun. See, I think the wine drinking days are most fun. <laughs> but no, I think that would be really cool. Do you guys actually get into the, the vats like they did on the Lucy show with your feet? No, we do not crunch the grapes with our feet. We have an old-fashioned hand-cranked crusher where we take the grape bunches, twigs and all, and throw it in. The crusher splits each grape. The juice runs out, and at the bottom of the container, we have the juice, the grapes, the seeds, the stems, everything. That goes into a great big bottle to sit with a little bit of yeast, and at a later step, we decant that liquid, leaving the solids at the bottom of the bottle, and put it into a new container where we add another batch of yeast. And then at the next step, we actually decant that liquid into wine bottles that we then have an automatic cork machine where we squeeze the cork into the bottle, which is very different from the process of using a corkscrew to get it out of the bottle. I would say so. You and I have used the corkscrew many times, but I've never tried to put the cork back in the bottle. Well, thank you so much, Jane, for coming here and, and telling us about the Stone Barn Conservancy. And if you guys want to know more about it, you can come to the show notes at dailyadventuretales.com slash picnic, P-I-C-N-I-C. That will be the show notes for this week. And thank you so much. You're quite welcome. It was a pleasure. Honey, Jane was just here telling me all about the Stone Barn Conservancy that she volunteers at by that barn, you know, where Mom and I went picnicking. But you said that 
it wasn't always a vineyard when you were growing up. No, by the time I was growing up, it had been converted over to stables, and they raised horses up there. And it was a very dangerous place for kids to go because they didn't like trespassers, and they always walked around with shotguns full of buckshot. Buckshot? You mean like literally buckshot? Well, rock salt probably, but nobody, they never ever fired at anybody, but they sure, they sure, uh, sure pretended like they were going to shoot us. This town ain't big enough for the two of us. So did that make you avoid the barn growing up, or did that make you want to go sneak into the barn? Oh, it made it all that much more exciting. The other thing is, is it's right next to a reservoir that that was made by the the Conservation Corps uh, during during the Depression, and uh, so it had it always had water, and you could go swimming and fishing, but that was a no-no too. So everybody always was everybody was always sneaking up there and. You know, swimming and fishing for bluegill, and and the sheriff's departments, which we used to call the Montrose Mounties, would always run after us, and we'd run into the mountains, and and that was the, before the days of helicopters and stuff, and uh, they never seemed to catch us, or they didn't want to catch us. They probably like the people with the shotguns, just wanted to try to scare the kids away. Well, those good old days. Well, it sounds like things have certainly changed. So it started out as a true big vineyard. Jane said that they sold the grapes down to the San Antonio winery. Then it turned into a stable, and now it's taken care of by the Crescenta Valley Historical Society. That's correct. So, you know, there's a lot of history here in your hometown. Hey, listeners, Mark is one of the few people that I know of that actually grew up and was born in La Crescenta. Most of us here in California come from somewhere else, but he's a native, aren't you? Yes, uh, third generation in this area. So, um, been around for a while, kind of know all the local history, and I suppose every place has some interesting history, and kind of what uh, Lori likes to do is check these things out, and so, anyway, it's always enjoyable to, you know, to check out the local history. Well, that's what I was thinking, is if you're trying to find an adventure, it might be cool to look in your own community to see if they have a historical society, because I've been walking up there by that old stone barn uh, many, 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 many times, and I always kind of thought it was neat and a pretty picture and a thing to walk by, but I had no idea that there was such a rich history behind it, and that's really kind of fun to find out about it. So I thank Jane, and I thank you, honey, for telling me about this old stone barn. Uh, you're welcome. Mom and I are sitting out in our backyard garden enjoying the weather. Yesterday it was just pouring down rain, which is typical for Washington State where I'm from and where she's going home to, but uh, not so typical here for California. But today, sadly, it's her last day and she's about ready to go to the airport to fly home. And it's most beautiful weather out here in the garden. So mom, what were you saying about your adventures here in California this trip? Well, I said it's always an adventure because I never know what the weather's gonna be, so I don't know what to pack, but I, my suitcase is full of clothes because I have warm clothes and then I have summer clothes. But it's been a very nice adventure. I love going on the picnic. I love going to have uh, high tea, even though the little high tea shop was closed. We found a nice bakery that had a good uh, raspberry turnover. 
and good tea. Like sometimes mom and I spent some time thinking about stories from the past about camping trips that we had taken and activities that we had done when she was younger and I was a lot younger. And sometimes it can make you feel a little bit, you know, nostalgic and a little bit sad that those days are over. But you can take some of that fun and maybe do it in future. So did you get some new ideas to take back home with you for things that you might do now? Well, I might uh, go get on the ferry and go over to Vashon Island just to get a boat trip. <laughs> yeah, we used to go out on our boat. My dad built a boat with his dad. And when I was young, we used to go all over the Puget Sound and up into the San Juan Islands. And it is fun when you go to Washington State to go on the ferry system and just see the beautiful views and to enjoy that kind of boat life. Anything else that you thought of? Well, I've been trying to think of some place to go and have a picnic. Um, there's a lot of nice places, and I just have to find something that is close to the water. I always have to have a picnic that's close to the water. So maybe I'll go over to Dash Point Park and sit on the benches over there and have my sandwich at lunchtime. That would be fun. There's a lot of nice beaches. That, that was a good feature growing up in western Washington. Though the beaches aren't like you think of in California where you're going surfing without a wetsuit. Well, people kind of surf with a wetsuit here too, but our beaches were kind of rocky and stormy and a different feel, but still beautiful and rugged. When we're talking about having an adventure, it's just going out and trying something. And just like our tea shop adventure, we thought we were going to go out and have tea with the China Cups, and it turned out that that establishment was closed for the day after Thanksgiving. But it didn't stop us from having a nice time walking through the little city of Montrose and looking in the windows. And I had not been to the Montrose Bakery where we had the tartlet, and that was actually quite good. So that was a new thing. It was a little disappointing that yesterday was raining because I had planned to get a Christmas tree so that we could decorate it, but a, a wet Christmas tree on a brand new hardwood floor is not a good idea. So I have to forego that pleasure for a while. But now my mom's getting ready to go. Put your arms out. This time her arms are out this wide. <laughs> for real. Um, I love you, Mom. And how much do I love you? That much. This much. That much. <laughs> she loves me so much, her arms are out as long as they can go. And that's why we do that. That's our little joke. <laughs> so thanks, Mom, for being on my show. And I love you very, very much. Well, I love listening to you on your show. It's really nice to hear your voice. <laughs> See? It's even cheaper than Skype. You can listen to it over and over again. I'll, for you, I will try to improve my grammar. Grammar girl, I guess I'm going to be listening to your podcast. All right, thank you. <laughs> all right, all you adventurers, it's time to finish up our podcast for this week with the wonderful tune, Big Blue Day by Uncle Neptune. Go out, have an adventure, and be sure to stop by dailyadventuretales.com slash hi, leave me your hello, and tell me what country or state you're from. See you next week. On a big blue day, the sun says hello. I'm gonna block the shade till the rain and I know. But if the clouds creep in, 
That's a wrap. For more information, visit dailyadventuretales.com.